0: Twenties in action in South Africa, the senior squad about to head for Switzerland. Plenty in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear at length from Warren Gatland about how preparations are going in the Wales camp shortly. We'll start out in South Africa and so near and yet so far for Wales Under-20s, leading New Zealand at half-time after a comprehensive performance pegged back and then a final surge which narrowly came up short two match points a useful positive in defeat this week we reflected with hooker lewis Long, outside half dan edwards and first scrum half archie
1: hughes pretty disappointed to not come away with a win in the end but you know there was a lot of positives in there as well we went in there with a specific game plan and you know i thought we executed it really well so um, you know, there was a lot of positives uh, despite the uh, the loss.
0: I mean, Dan,
2: what did that first half feel like? I wouldn't really
1: expect me to be
2: brutally honest to do, It just felt like we were in total control of that game without any warm-up games. I thought we were very physical. We really took it to them, um, which we really imposed ourselves on the game. And, look, going into the Sheds half-time, we, we knew they were going to come up fire in second half. And we just didn't really have anything to cope with it. But we really got back into it and showed great character and resilience to draw it back in the last 20 and could have gone anywhere from there.
0: And Lewis, it doesn't mean anything unless you take it on. And obviously, it's a very different challenge next. You've got to build on it and got to get a win this time.
2: Yeah, disappointed result. But um, it was um, a lot of positives from my game, especially that first half. We honestly believed that game as I was ours. But yeah, coming into this next game, no, we need to nail this. We uh, can't let this one slip away through our fingers.
3: It was quite the turnaround from the Six Nations. I think you scored more points in that opening 18 minutes that you did in in any of the games. What would you put that down to?
1: On the pitch, we knew what was working for us well and we stuck to it, which managed to give us some opportunities which we capitalised on and and scored some points from. So I think for this specific game, I I would say it, it was sticking to the game plan.
3: And Dan, what, there seems to be a real belief in the side now. Is that something Mark Jones has brought in in just the few weeks he's been with you?
2: Yeah, definitely. We have a big thing about committing to everything we do. It's just really brought us tight as a group and you could see the way we played on Saturday that we really had that belief that we could go out and score tries and roll them over. But, OK, we're meant to be. And we got a massive challenge ahead of us now on Thursday with Japan. And we're um, really excited to have a go at them. Dan, how big was the wind at the weekend? I wouldn't say it was a massive wind. It was just, it was quite deceptive, coming just on top of the stand and just blowing down to the corners. And it did help in the first half. It helped us a lot, and it showed with our second half how tough it was to get out of that twenty-two in the bottom corners. But look, yes, that's on us game managers to really dig us out of them holes, and hopefully on Thursday yeah, we can do that and just manage that game well.
4: The first half, apart from that first try, was about 60%, 60 67, 70% domination. It was amazing. Uh, and then they had that for 20 minutes as well, didn't they?
2: Yeah, um, as I said, we, we know they're going to come out firing. The, it's an all Blacks team and they won't go away. We knew they'd come back at us. Um, they were very good in that first 20 of the second half and we didn't really have answers to it, but it was a very good experience and a learning curve, which we're really going to take M learnings into Thursday.
4: But you didn't go away either, did you? I mean, you came back, and once you got your hands on the ball again, they were under the cosh.
2: Yeah, definitely. We Obviously, we didn't have much ball in our first 20 of the second half, so when we had the ball, we, we had the mentality of we're going to keep it and we're going to try and stress you with it. And, look, it paid off for us in the end, but, look, it's, we didn't come out here to lose. We come out here to win, and we come out here to top this group. But, look, still hopes alive, and we're really going for it on Thursday.
4: Line-out was great, Lewis.
2: Yeah, I think um, our set piece is a massive uh, weapon for us from the game. You could see that I think every line we had, they were on the back foot. We were really dominant. So that's a weapon we will always have in us as a team. And we're going to take that positive going into Japan. Actually, of all the things that need to change, I guess
4: 16 penalties or whatever was, was not what you wanted, was it?
1: No, yeah, I think that's something we looked at as well. So it was disappointing for us to give away that many penalties. I think when you're playing in a test match like that to, you know, have a good chance of winning, you've got to keep it under 10 if you can. Yeah. Uh, I think looking at that, it showed how much potential we have got, even giving away 16 penalties. You know, we, we were still within one point. You know, that's definitely something we're looking at now into Japan and throughout the tournament is to try and keep that as low as we can.
4: Taking two points out of the game keeps you alive in it. You've got to maybe hope that France do you a favour and beat New Zealand. And you've got to get five points, I guess, from this game.
1: Yeah, I think that, that's the thing with these tournaments. You know, everything happens really quickly and things change really quickly. So it's about taking your opportunities. And we've got a good chance this week to go out there and um, to come away with the five points, which is what we need.
4: bit more clinical then, Dan? Is that what it's going
1: to take?
2: Yeah, you could say that. As a whole team and on, on the coaching group, we thought we were pre-clinical, but I think we some like eight entries in the first half. Yeah, there's always room for improvement in that goal zone area, and that's the way you win games, isn't it? With them points, so yeah, massively. We'd like everyone like convert every opportunity again get in there, but that's rugby. You get held up, get a decision get in there, and that's the way rugby goes, isn't it? So, what's
0: well, under-20s forwards coach Mark Breeze look forward to the Japan game, but of course started by reflecting on New Zealand.
5: We started off so well and... Um... Yeah, just as coach just more gutted for the boys. They put so much effort in and there's opportunities in that game where we've done things really well and some things in fairness. New Zealand put us under pressure. So yeah, really disappointed and, and gutted about that. But you know, we are proud of how the boys are. But for us now is we reviewed and move on to Japan on Thursday.
3: Those two points could prove invaluable though going forwards.
5: Yeah, definitely. You know, you look at the other scores I think across all the groups, it's really tight. So every point we can grab is going to be vital, especially coming out of these group stages, really. So I think every other team knows that. So any points we can get, like I said, getting two points from that is better than nothing. So it gives us something to work off and hopefully and get over a focus on Japan and obviously then France the week after then.
3: It's been quite the turnaround from the Six Nations. There seems to be a real belief in the team. Do you think Mark Jones coming in has made a real impact in just the few weeks he's been there?
5: Yeah, Mark has, I like it, in fairness of Biden in the Sixth Nation, you know, he's laid the foundations and he's he done some really good work, in fairness too. and Mark's come in now, and he's very um, energetic, infectious around the group, and his, his attention and detail is, a, is absolutely excellent, in fairness, so that's shining through at the moment in that first game, and yeah, he's been great since he's been in.
3: Personally, a little bit surprised that there weren't some changes given the Japan France results. But uh, what was your thinking behind only making a couple of changes?
5: The reason, really, we are, um, you know, Mark hasn't seen him play in the full game except for New Zealand. And we just wanted to give those boys another opportunity and what that looks like. And let him gel because other teams have played about three or four times before coming to this tournament. So they've gelled and connected probably quicker than we have. So it's this opportunity just to give players another opportunity. If you you know, if you do well, you play well, you get another opportunity, really. So, yeah, that's kind of the thinking behind it.
3: I'm sure you've had a little look at Japan. What sort of challenges can you expect from them on Thursday?
5: Considering the result and stuff, obviously, they are really well-drilled in some aspects of the game. They're very energetic. Defensively, they come up with a lot of line speed and stuff like that. So just... For us, we are just focusing on what we do and what we can improve from the New Zealand game, but it's also allowing the players to understand what they're going to bring to the party on Thursday. So, yeah, they're going to be wounded after that game. It's not nice losing by those couple of points. So, we're going to get a reaction from that. And, you know, they're going to try and get back on the horse. So, it's up to us then to really try and stop and do that, really.
3: And how has the South Africa experience been for you guys so far?
5: Brilliant, you know, you get opportunities, I guess, you know, training, real great facilities. We can go around and have a look at what Cape Town has got to give as well. And yeah, it's been absolutely class so far. And uh, yeah, everything's been spot on, a bit different from Port Albert, where I'm from, but it's all good though.
3: Great to hear. Good luck. Thank you very
5: much. Isn't Port Albert Beach better than Camps Bay? Yeah, it's on par. Someone else asked me, actually, when we went to Camp space so what's the difference? They uh, said, the actual thing I'm missing is the steelworks to the left, to the corner of the <laughs> left, but I'm actually missing. But, uh, yeah, they're both on par at the moment.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you must be very pleased with the front five performance, the line at in particular, and those five weeks, or however many you've, you've had together, you've obviously worked hard.
5: Yeah, and in fairness to the players, they've, you know, when we first started, we just getting our... Our principles into place and just making sure we get those right. And in fairness, the players they've been excellent, they've been striving to get better around this area. And it was an opportunity for us, like you said, going into the game to see how it goes. And we felt that pressure going on. And in fairness, they made the good decisions around that area. And, And yeah, you know, we managed to get a couple of tries from it. So, yeah, I'm really pleased for the players for that. Okay,
4: you might have run out of time at the end, but you picked up the two points. But those 16 penalties really hurt you.
5: Yeah, it's like any game. Anything over eight, it's going to put pressure on you and stuff. So we've got a little bit of tidying up, uh, which we looked at this week. And if we can be a bit cleaner around those areas and not allow teams back into our half... It's a negative, 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 then potentially try. So allowing the players to understand what the momentum change looks like within the game and what can help. And usually, wherever's a penalty, unless it's like strictly set piece, the penalty is normally, it starts a phase or two phases before because we may have not got rules right and stuff. So just getting the understanding of the players and it's vital everyone doing their own roles correctly. So we don't put ourselves under pressure then. And finally, can you just,
4: Take us into the dressing room after the game. What did Ryan say? How were the players feeling? And what was the reaction? What did they look like?
5: It was a weird one. It was like, it was there for the taking. I think the boys were really gutted. But at the same time, I think they were proud of their efforts during that game as well. Considering they haven't had any games before coming into this game. And, you know, New Zealand had the three. It was proud of the performance and understanding as well. They knew themselves there was some stuff for us to work on to make us better for this week. So yeah, yeah I think it was more okay. There's one that got away. We've worked really hard. We worked really, really hard, proud of that. But for us to get even better now, we're gonna do this. We're gonna put these in place, get these things knocked down, and we can get ready and really focus on Japan. Then so that was kind of like the move <laughs>
0: listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. It was a performance which impressed Wales coach Warren Gatland as he prepares to take the squad to Switzerland for the first of their overseas pre-World Cup training camps. He started by giving the injury news.
6: Josh came in with an injury with the Scarlets. We injected his shoulder. It didn't come right. So he's uh, needing an operation. He's hoping that he might be in contention later on. So yeah, we released him sort of two or three weeks ago. Ken hasn't trained at all with us. Uh, his back hasn't recovered. Uh, he wanted to reiterate that he hasn't retired from rugby, and again, he's hoping that he might, you know, potentially be available. You know, maybe later we pick up injuries in the tournament or something like that. And Paul Davis King did a plan of fascia on the first day of training. He was rehabbed. He thought it was right, and unfortunately, did it again. So, you know, he was released from the squad too. Toby Fellatau will not travel out the first week, uh, he's got a bit of a calf injury, uh, I spoke to him about potentially staying behind, he's, you know, he's got three young kids, his wife's just had a baby and he's going to get some some treatment here so he'll come out sort of next week when we're in Switzerland just to stay, stay behind, look help look after the family and stuff and I, was, I gave him the option, uh, I was more than comfortable with that and Alex Cuthbert and Owen Williams won't be travelling but they hopefully will be right for Turkey. Forty-seven going, uh, so we've had guys drop out. Kind of, we were looking at taking about forty-five, and uh, with the players, you know, they've worked so hard. I kind of felt it wouldn't be fair to leave, you know, to drop one or two players out. So we're taking all those players for the first two weeks to Switzerland, and then we'll probably drop it down to sort of the high thirties, maybe I don't know, thirty-eight or something like that for Turkey, and then uh, for those. Warm-up games. With Ken, uh, Warren, well, the way he battled back to come back from international rugby after the back he had before, and also what he did for you as captain in the tournament. How big a blow is it to lose him for what you said at least the start of the tournament? I think for him, it's just you know he hasn't been able to do any training. he's just had that back injury, and it's the same injury, but not as severe as as before. So he may need an operation on that. He's just getting pain in his calf and sort of can't run fully. Uh, he was trying to do a bit of work, so you know we've, we gave him as much time as possible. He's really disappointed. You know he's been a great servant for Welsh rugby, but we've got some real strength and, and depth in that squad with the other hookers and them pushing themselves. Uh, we've brought Sam Parry into the squad for cover for Ken, uh, so we're back up to four hookers at the moment. I
5: spoke a, a week ago about
6: co-captains. Yeah, that's a that's a possibility. So we've put put a leadership group together so um, we'll tell the players just in terms of the leadership group uh, it's, it's kind of a you look at the squad and I don't think there's any guaranteed starting positions and players in the squad will get opportunities you know, throughout the round of games and so you know it may be something that we look at in terms of co captains we did that with Alice Jenkins and Corey Hill in Argentina in 2018 or' well so look it's just something that I've put out there as a is potentially an option. It's not a guarantee that we're going to do that. It's just look looking at the team and saying, picking the right person as captain, the support that they're going to get, or is it, you know, potentially it could be, you know, co-captains that can, you know, share that role and share that responsibility. You were a young captain in 2011, so yep. you have obviously had an experienced captain. Would a young captain be something you'd be happy to go down? Yeah, to? absolutely, yeah. 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 So like I said, we've got time for that in terms of two camps and seeing... As we start getting into more of the rugby, and which we have been doing a lot more this week and that last week, in terms of, yeah, we've been working hard in terms of the conditioning side of things, but we've been doing lots of skill work, lots of handling. Players getting plenty of touches on the ball, um, you know, more defence and and um, some contact work and some structure and some patterns today, and start introducing more units as we get ready for those warm-up games, and then seeing who you know, potentially fulfils those roles over the next few weeks. I mean, we you know we probably won't make a final decision on the captain or captains um, until we name the squad. Warren, with the players that have withdrawn, you've lost a lot of experience in terms of gaps. Is that a concern? Or- no, not really. Well, I, I look back to 2011. You know, so, you know, we won the Grand Slam in 2008, really unlucky in 2009 and there was a group of players who were coming towards the end of it in 2010. We made those changes, brought with those youngsters in and they made such an impact, such an impression. They were brilliant and I kind of you know, I look back in 2011, we've lost that first game to South Africa, 16-15. I'm, I'm still convinced that James Hook's penalty went over. But yeah, you, you're under the pump and we're, we played a really good Samoan team. We're down at half-time and I go into the, the change rooms at half-time and Sam Woodman's got the players in a huddle and you're just going, we're not going home. We are not going home. We haven't put this work and effort into it. We haven't gone through this amount of pain and Poland. and we haven't done the hard graft, the skill work, and everything. We are not going home. And for me, as a coach, I went, mean, "Wow, I don't have to say anything." And we went out in the second half and played well in the second half. Shane Williams has scored a great, great try, and we've won the game. If we lose that, you know, we're out of the out of the World Cup. We don't get a chance to play Ireland in the quarter final, and you know, we all know what happened in the, in the France game. We probably should have made the final of the World Cup. So. I kind of I feel like at the moment there's some real competition. There's a group of players that have come in new that are really enthusiastic. Some of the older players are kind of looking over their shoulder a little bit and going, so I've got some real competition here. So I feel like it's a really healthy environment at the moment and I can't talk more positively about the work that the players are doing in and have been putting in and, um, you know, just think mentally we're in a really good place. And do you see
4: some of the semi racing guys like Dewey Lake...
6: Tommy Raffle, Jack Morgan to what you saw in every guys like Sam. Oh absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then some experienced players that are that are working hard and they know they've got to work hard because there's some real competition and that's that's what I want, that's healthy. I, have, I can promise you there's no been no judgment in terms of I don't like to think too far ahead and start thinking about what's the squad gonna look like now. I just wanna give everyone an equal opportunity to impress um, over the next few weeks in terms of the camps and the warm-up games and then we'll sit down and go, right, let's make a decision on um, what the squad's going to look like. So uh, I think that's important for my, you know, not to sort of prejudge or to have too many opinions at this stage and to say, you know, you've got a chance go and make the most of it and and impress the coaches and force your way in in terms of making us select you.
4: How exciting is it for you as a matter of getting a new team coming through
6: again? Yeah, it's kind of like I probably look back and go on the Six Nations, where you know everything was going on. It you know, was so much, and I probably, when I think back about what I did, I I probably just had a little bit of a look and said, okay, where are we? Where is this group of players? Where are we as a team, and in terms of you know Welsh rugby, and and probably that break, and now coming back and going right, these are. What we expect, the expectations, this is the, the work ethic, and um, trying to put all that that stuff behind. So yeah, look, I'm really, really excited about this group that's that's coming at the moment, and they've been fantastic. I can't speak more highly of the the effort they've put in so far, and and you know, this seems to be you know a good feeling in the group.
4: Do they understand you a bit more now?
6: I think well? so. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, you know just giving simple messages and simple messages through the other coaches and through Martin Williams as well about the standards that we expect um, both on and off the field and uh, and just making sure that we drive that but not so much from a coaching perspective I spoke to the, the players today about just how powerful peer pressure was and them being comfortable being critical of their teammates about the standards that they expect from each other and so that, you know those are sort of things that we need to make sure that we are really strong with it and drive and because as a group we we need to get everything out of the players as much as we possibly can because you know we expect to to do well because of the, you know hopefully the hard work that we put in there's no doubt that the players you know the physicality of the players in terms of the, you know they're getting bigger and there's some young players that are still a little bit green but i've already in in a short period of time just seeing how much they've developed and probably the best example for me I think someone like Rio Dyer. you know he's obviously pretty wet behind the ears in terms of his experience but you just see the effort and the work that he puts in on training just conscious of just trying to improve his game all the time yeah he makes mistakes and because he, he's, he's a young player he's still pretty inexperienced but he, he just wants to get better and better so you know, he's not just the only one you've seen that with the midfielders, some of the second rows, the younger second rows and stuff, you know, they're all kind of sponges in, in terms of wanting to learn and wanting to get better, which is, I, I see that as hugely positive. And how hard are you
4: working them?
6: Every time someone says to me, it's, you know, every headline seems to be brutal this and yes, brutal that, and I'm going, they're tough, but, you know, every training session is not brutal. And every training session there might be an element of conditioning or fitness or power endurance, uh, boys are in the gym, and that's mixed with making sure that we're doing the, our schoolwork and that, you know, we went to, uh, it was a brilliant day to the Green Mile with the army and, and they worked hard, but it wasn't it wasn't brutal, it was kind of, it was more from a psychological challenge that we put them through in terms of, um, you know, they did some power endurance stuff, you know, they were carrying logs up a hill and then having to go into a pool. We we're talking about putting them in uncomfortable positions or situations where, you know, how do you bring, bring your heart rate down, how do you get your breathing back, how do you get your composure back. They did some stuff. Uh, we, we had them put in uh, hoods, um, carrying around, they were, you know, having water tipped over them where they weren't expected. Babies crying, things going off. And, and it wasn't a full day. Uh, we went there in the, in the morning and we finished at about one o'clock. And the boys had a bit of lunch, we put a, a couple of beers on, which they, a couple of guys had a beer. And, they stayed around for about an hour and enjoyed each other's company and you know had some laughs and stuff. We had some photos with the guys and presented a jersey. It was, it was a really good morning. That was something a little bit different. I know Hugh Bennett organised it. He was worried about you know how it was going to go and, and a bit apprehensive about the day. But all the feedback we got from the players was really, really positive. It was something different. And it kind of made them think about things from a different perspective in terms of being in stressful situations, things happening in a game where you don't expect, how do you react to that, how do you you make a mistake, or you you come under a huge amount of pressure, how do you get your composure back, and trying to relate to those situations. So yeah, we've been working hard, but every day is not brutal, I can promise you that.
0: So good to hear his enthusiasm back, and an interesting, if not brutal, couple of weeks ahead for the Wales World. Lots more next week, but until then, from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, goodbye.